why why are you so sick, fat, and tired? And he goes, because you make sense of convoluted or confusing problems that are challenging for people with a better way that makes sense, that they can move forward, et cetera, and they can get the results that they want to have. You are listening to The Ultimate Biohack for Women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey babe, I get what it's like to have brain fog, fatigue, excess weight, and maybe even chalk it all up to, I'm just getting a little older. That doesn't have to be your story. And if you've tried everything and nothing seems to work or you get a little better and then it doesn't last, I've got something for you. If you're ready to have sustainable progress in your wellness, be it excess weight, fatigue, body pain, brain fog, losing your memory or just aging a little faster than you want to this isn't an in another diet you're not going to find your success in another diet it actually starts with knowing exactly what your personal body needs and making a plan from there so every body is different if i have two people that come in with the same exact symptoms i'm not going to treat them the same because they're going to respond differently to care And as many of you know, it can be really expensive to work with a functional health practitioner. That's why I've created the Uplevel Your Health VIP program. This program has been created to accommodate those who want health and well-being but don't want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for it. This is a group coaching program where you'll be have opportunities to work with me personally, ask me questions, I'm going to give you feedback, we're going to look at your personal body's needs, and we're going to create a plan together. And in the group, you'll be held accountable and have journaling prompts and recommendations for nutrition and and so many different things because it's so important to address all of your parts. You're not gonna change your physical experience, your pain, your bloating, your gas, your indigestion, your fatigue. You're not gonna just change that by changing your diet or by taking another supplement. You've got to address the energetic, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, yes, and the physical. But by addressing all your parts, you can actually have the greatest level of success and sustainability as you create wellness for yourself throughout your ages. All right. So I'm really excited about this program. It is a 12 week program, but you are welcome to come in now. The link is in the show notes. If you have questions, you're also, um, please just reach out and let us know and we'll answer your questions for you. Okay. Love you. Hello, welcome, welcome. Hi, it's so nice to see and be with you. Oh my God. Yeah, this is great. This has kind of been a, a it's been a minute since I met you and had that for initial conversation. So I'm mm-hmm. happy to to get to hear more about your story and to share your story with our listeners. So um, everyone, I would like to introduce you to Dr. Pat Ballone. Uh, she is, she's written a book called Why You're Sick, Fat, and Tired. And I actually mentioned this to Roger, my boyfriend. I was like, yeah, I get to interview this lady. And, and he was like, oh yeah, that's a really important book. I, like he knew the book. I was like, wow, that's so cool. I love him. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. He knew it, right? Mm-hmm. And I did take a peek through your book and I was loving the way you structured it. Like I can't, and as we get into our conversation, I'd love for you to speak a little bit to like the importance of that, because, um, I think, I think listeners need to know that, but before we get get going, I just want to, I just want to say welcome everyone to the ultimate biohack for women. I'm Dr. Brandy victory, your hostess. And, uh, and we're going to just get going a little bit here in just a minute to help you understand why you may be sick, fat, and tired, what you can do about it. And some very special offerings that the Dr. Pat Ballone has for you. So if, if you would just introduce yourself, uh, Dr. Ballone, do you prefer Dr. Ballone or Dr. Pat? I want to be mindful of you. Well, you know, I always have said, even with my patients, they started calling me Dr. B 
Okay. <laughs> you know, and Dr. Pat's fine. You know, I go by my normal name, Patricia, Pat. I go by anything that's nice. I don't care. I'm anything not attached nice. to it. Anything that's nice. You know, it's not time. nice. I don't want to talk to you. We'll try to be nice to you today, okay? <laughs> Great. So Dr. Pat's awesome. fine. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, just, you know, just if you would take a minute, say hello. If you would just introduce yourself and let us know how you got here and what you're up to and who you are and why you're so passionate. Oh, well, you know, it's, you know, you, you, that's a, always a big loaded question. And um, I've always, what I, one thing that, you know, when I was a chiropractor, I had a friend um, who used to take me to every woman's group, networking group, you know, on Cape Cod. That's where my uh, first office was at. And um, that was mine. And um, so she was like, this is the woman who keeps me straight. <laughs> and that's how it was my introduction. And, you know, she's say like, you know, you should get more involved in these blah, blah, blah. I said, I don't have time. I get up and I'm at my office at eight o'clock in the morning. I leave at six to seven o'clock at night. She goes, make time. <laughs> and I started doing that. And I started finding this really great, you know, like what I call the, the commodity, the missing commodity on Cape Cod, where all these women, these great women who live in this, you know, state that had an extension that looked like an arm. And I just, I always, you know, when, you know, I always remember her, like anytime I didn't want to go do something, I just got up and I went to go do it because it taught me to support women in a way that made them more functional so that they could do more in their day. They could have the, um, like the community that they needed to be successful. And they could have somebody who has their back in business. Mm. And so, and I always think, you know, if I bought something, I always look for a local person to buy it from who was a woman before I bought it anyplace else. So it really, you know, like annoy, it's like, it's a hard thing to do on Amazon, <laughs> but the, you know, but I always like to do that because I like to support women in business. I like to support women in their health. And, you know, like, you know, my, I, I went in, I have a friend who works at the Y Institute, which is a Simon Sinek type thing. And, you know, he said, your book says everything. Why, why are you sick, fat and tired? And he goes, because you make sense of convoluted or confusing problems that are challenging for people with a better way that makes sense that they can move forward, et cetera, and they can get the results that they wanna have. So my background is pretty um, diverse. And, you know, I started off being a chiropractor and then I, my sports medicine. And then from there I studied, you know, um, different, you know, like rehabilitation, then nutrition. And, you know, we have to take, you know, CEU hours every year. So I always try to take something different that gave me more texture, um, you know, and then I had certification and functional medicine and certification as a first line therapist, which um, also means that I am certified as a um, lifestyle medicine practitioner. Um, and then I decided to go to acupuncture school. Wow. <laughs> you know, and that was pretty interesting because the, um, you know, it tied in something for me because, you know, there's always like certain areas on the body that I would go to to adjust for specific things. But one day I had one, one of my mentors in acupuncture ex was explaining something. And I was like, had this huge aha moment. I go, that's why that adjustment works. You know, when people are having a hard time, especially women who, you know, um, have, cause women have, notoriously have a hard time um, digesting fats after the age of 40. It's a, it's a common, it's commonly known and, or even maybe earlier now. Um, but yeah. He did, but it described like when he made this um, chart, um, it really pinpointed, I go like, oh, that's why that adjustment works so well. It's just like, it was like one of those like aha moments, like, um, and you have those with different teachers of different people. So yeah. my part of my background is that I have had some really great, you know, mentors and teachers in my life. I had, you know, the, the uh, doctor, uh, Churchill, I think his name was when I was in school. I don't exactly remember now. I can see him in front of me. He was the best. I mean, for nutrition, he was like, you know, putting fuel on a fire. He was so knowledgeable. He was saying things in 1982 that people thought he was crazy. 
and everything that he ever taught us was actually fact. And, you know, like he was saying, this is the reason why butter is not going to be a good thing for you. Don't ever eat it, you know, and he, and it was just like, you know, about nutrition, about the micronutrients and why they're so important and macronutrients and why the American soil at that time was so deficient that if you were going to live in the United States, you had to take supplementation and you still do. And so I just have had this like really, you know, interesting background, even as a little kid, I always played the doctor. I never played the nurse. I never died, you know, and I was never waiting the line. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just, you know, it was like, I've always had this, you know, and I, in this very keen sense for science, science always came very easy for me. And I care about people. <laughs> yeah. That's really obvious. That's really yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, did you like have a struggle that you ever overcame? Like, why did you become a chiropractor even? Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I used to work at the University of Michigan Hospital as a patient relations advocate. So I would see people on their first day, second day that they were there and make sure that they had everything that they need. I'd ask them why they were there. You know, do they need a telephone? You know, but do I, can I call? Can I get something for you? And so what it showed me was how sick people really were and really how they didn't know it. And the only happy ward in that hospital at that time was um, the maternity ward because you had babies, yeah. you know, and you had, you know, like people were happy, you know, they were not happy anyplace else in the rest of the hospital. And that was before they redid the hospital like a spa um, years later. So that would have been like in 1980. And I was doing it as an independent study um, to get, to finish my requirements to graduate from school. Um, but that was my learning process, you know, during that time, I saw people come through ER that I was thinking, why were you running on ice and yeah. rubber sold shoes? <laughs> I mean, I just, that one I don't get. Go to the gym and run on a treadmill. But, you know, running on ice, I just didn't, you know, understand, like, you know, and you wonder why your mouth is not all busted up. They, you know, and I, you know, I, I saw doctors who um, were like, they were very, um, arrogant and it wasn't their job. You know, I saw this little old lady one day, um, like laying in this bed and she kind of shifted and the, the board, uh, I wasn't allowed to touch anything, um, as in that job and her side rails were up and I had no clue how to put it up. And some doctors walking by, I said, Hey, I said, do you think it might be a good idea to put these side rails up, he goes, not my job. And he turn around and walked away. And oh, I just went, okay. And I'm looking for the call button, you know, on like by her bed. And I like kept on punching it. And the nurse came, she goes, what's the matter? And I said, I think she's going to fall out of bed. And that's why I'm standing here. And she said, is this your client? And I said, no. And I said, but I think she's going to fall, you know? And then she started to kind of like roll over. And I said, that would have been, you know, a big liability case for you guys, you know? And my, my last experience there, the day I got fired, um, I was walking in the cancer ward, cancer ward, they were doing experimental marijuana stuff in University of Michigan in 1980. And it was only a $5 fine if you're in, in, um, for marijuana in uh, Ann Arbor anyway, as opposed to being in Ypsilanti. And so um, I saw this guy really forlorn walking down the hallway. And I just asked him, I said, I go, hi, did I meet you yet? Because <laughs> I meet everybody. And she said, no. He goes, and you probably will never see me again. I said, why is that? And um, he said, well, they told me I have about six weeks to live. Oh. And I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he said, what? I mean, it just came out of my mouth. And um, I went, and he said, I don't know. And I said, well, someone told me I had six weeks to live. This is the last place I'd ever be. I said, take a look at the color of the walls. The color of the walls always bothered me. And he said, what's your name? I said, Patricia. <laughs> and I said, I go, good luck. And I, I turned around, walked away, I finished the rest of the things I had to do. And I was walking by my boss's office to go punch out. And she said, punch out and then come back and come in here. And so I did. And I, when I did, she said, what possessed you to say that to that guy? And I just said, he goes, he left the hospital. He needs medical treatment. And I said, he goes, what exactly did you say? And I said, 
I said to him, if I had six weeks to live, that's what they gave me as a prediction. Last place I'd be is this hospital. I'd go do whatever I wanted to do, you know? And I would say my goodbyes to people who meant something to me. And, and I said, you know, I, said, what? I go, six weeks is not a long time to do that. And she just said, we can't have that here. You know, <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I left. Then my friend came, picked me up a week later is who's going to chiropractic school and said, you should do this. You've got all the prerequisites. You have pre-meds, you've got, you know, your degree and blah, blah, blah. And I went, Oh, I don't think so. Chiropractors are quacks. <laughs> and she <laughs> and so she said, you know, no, she said, Patricia, you've got all the requirements. What are you going to do? Be a waitress your whole life. And I said, well, I said, it's taking care of people, isn't it? <laughs> you know, because I had that love for it. And, and it was fun. And I made a lot of money for what I did in the time that I did it. And um, so I just said, I go, I don't know, you know, and then I hurt my shoulder, had to go to the chiropractor, couldn't stand them. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking to myself, if he can do this, so can I. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I said, you know, he wanted me to take x-rays before he even touched me. I'm going, there's no way I'm doing that. And, um, and I left and my friend came back from school, like a half a week later after that, fixed my shoulder and two adjustments and I was good for go. And I had no problems with my shoulders ever since then. And so I just went like, okay. And it was an easy decision. Mm. And so I just, when I went, my whole life changed, you know, my family was like, think, thought I was crazy. Yeah. And, um, I just went, you know, and, you know, I paid for it on my own. My father told me he wouldn't give me money for uh, chiropractic school because he didn't believe in chiropractors. And so I said, okay, <laughs> see you later. I'll get a loan, you know, and I, and I just did it. And, you know, because I really felt, you know, I had such a response from it. And I felt very connected to it. And I, and it was uh, great to be with people who were like-minded and we were all going in the same direction. That's you know? so wonderful. Yeah. And it's fun how, you know, and I think this is just a really important topic of consideration for, you know, women are, are constantly, at least the ones I talk to are like try, beating their head against the wall, doing what they think they're supposed to be doing or, and wanting something different, but not really going for it. Like I hear this story a lot and, um, you know, just the way that you just found your path and it was so easy to say yes to, it was just like a no brainer for you, it seems. And, uh, and I, I think there's something to that as to being in a place of, of openness and, uh, and acceptance and willingness to go with whatever guidance comes through and Mm -hmm. you did that and it changed your life forever. Oh yeah. And and it's just like every, like, you know, they like, you know, how they say like, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Um, who talks about the vortex, Abraham Hicks. Um, you know, you have like your being in your vortex and your vibe and whatever. It just came so easy. I can remember the day I didn't have any money. And my father was going to ration out some money until my money came in. And he wanted to make sure it was a loan. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was sitting there. So I go, I just can't believe it. I said, like, what parent does that? You know, and they, someone said to me, walked by, they go, what's the matter? And I said, well, my dad, I go, my student loans got screwed up. So they're going to come in two to three weeks late. And this girl who I don't know, she was in my class. We talked a couple times, sat down, opened her purse, took her checkbook out. She goes, how much do you think you need? And um, I just went, I don't know. I was only asking him for like, you know, like 600 bucks. And because I figured out I could make that last two weeks. And she said, Patricia, what if you run into something and you need more money, you know, and you can't find me? look at, I'll just give you $1,200, you know? And she said, when you get your loan and pay me. Wow. That's so cool. And she walked away, <laughs> you know? And then when my loan came in, I paid her and, you know, and I also, you know, I, you know, when she got married and had babies when we were in school, you know, I babysat for, you know, her and her, her kids. And, you know, it's just like, we're like, you know, ships that were passing in the same direction at the same time. And we just did other things. I mean, we like, you know, she lives up in Massachusetts. I lived in Massachusetts at the same time. 
and where I went to go practice, she said, how did you know to practice there? And I said, I don't know. She said, but my practice was in Barnstable. And, um, and I, I found this practice that was underserved, called this guy up, said, I'm interested in it. I want to come look at it with my husband, who was a chiropractor at the time. We're married. And um, so my husband went down actually to go see him. We negotiated a price for the practice. A, a bank wouldn't give us a loan for 20 grand. <laughs> That's what we bought it for, you know, and um, we projected like, you know, being able to pay that 20 grand back, you know, they said, well, how do you expect to do that? You know, and I said, I go, you guys do not know numbers, <laughs> Just, you know, and so we ended up getting an SBA loan, you know, and never looked back. You know, when I needed a piece of equipment, I didn't have to go to a bank to get one. I went, wrote a check for it. So it was very, very satisfying, you know, in that regard. That's so wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about why people are fat, sick, and tired or sick, fat, and tired. That's not a problem (laughs) because, (laughs) you know, uh, one of the things is when I sold my practice is that, um, is when I, and I, I moved to Boston is I was, I could walk around downtown Boston. I'd look at people's faces and I was always thinking to myself, you know, um, wow, these people are sick. I mean, there's a lot of sick people up here. And I would look around and I would even ask people by looking in their face, I said, are you feeling well? And they would say like, no, not really. You know, what are you doing about it? You know, how long has your back hurt you? How long has your shoulder hurt you? You know, and I said, you should see a chiropractor. There's one like right at the one block over, you know, at least go get yourself checked out. So you know whether or not you're doing the right thing and with who. And um, they're going, what do you do? And I said, I'm a messenger. <laughs> I was taking, <laughs> I was taking a siesta from practicing and I was like, you know, like wanted to, what, if nobody in my gym knew what I did, but they knew that I cleaned up well. <laughs> and so the, it was really quite funny. Um, so people, you know, my, in my business, women's business group, this woman said to me when we were all supposed to support each other, when we wrote our book and supposed to buy the book you know, and then leave a book review for the person. And so this woman said, I don't know if I even want to buy your book. I don't like the title. Why are you sick, fat, and tired? And she said, first off, I'm not sick. Second off, I'm not tired and I'm not fat. And um, she was like this big. So I said to her, I go, great. And I said, it's clear that you're not fat by the side of your eye. I said, but you don't know how much fat is around your internal organs. Mm -hmm. I said, you only do that by body composition. I said, secondly, I said, you know, if you're tired or not. And I said, that's an easy one for anybody, whether or not you pay attention to it, it's the second thing. And I said, but you don't know if you're sick, being sick takes a while to really, you know, like accumulate. It's like a snowball that turns into a snowball and goes down and turns into an avalanche at some point in time it's going to hit you if you don't take care of yourself. And people think they're taking care of themselves, but they actually have been instructed in the wrong way to take care of themselves. So then you have, you know, or if something happens, they really don't know what to do or who to ask. You know, who can I have advocate for me? What questions do I ask my doctor? And in these days and time, without, you know, if you're not done like in 15 minutes, they want you the heck out of there. So whatever list that you made, you know, is, you know, was totally fruitless and you walk out feeling frustrated and you're go home and your spouse or whoever says to you, well, how was it? And you're going like, I don't know <laughs> what's wrong with you. I don't know. You know, um, I was in some place today where I heard the guy, this guy said, well, what did she say? And he goes, I don't know <laughs> because they don't uh, take the time to explain and they don't have the time to explain, yeah. you know, even in the same time, more so in the same time for people. So it always really bothers me that women always get the short end of the stick in health. And, you know, I've had things that have happened to me. Like I've had, um, you know, one time they called me into the, you know, when they did a mammogram and um, after they tortured, smashed and damaged breast tissue, and they had me come into the room and look at this wonderful, great wall. I love x-ray, wonderful, great wall, you know, of my breast all over the wall going like, wow. I said, you know, this is really great. And the guys, you know, pointing out these, you know, calcifications that he thought were calcifications, but they might not be, and I shouldn't have a biopsy. And I said, well, and what he said to me, well, in, you know, England, it's a non-event. 
I said, really? I said, why is it a non-event there and it's an event here? And he said, well, here they would want to take the duck out, you know, because he thought he's his end diagnosis and that conversation that he thought that is probably, you know, cancer in the duck. And I said, really? I said, but they're very smooth um, borders. There's not any jagged borders, you know? And, you know, and I've had like 50 pound, you know, uh, bull terriers walk across my body in the middle of the night, you know, and I said that could definitely damage. And, and also I've had, you know, mammograms where they smash the tissue, you know, and that could create adhesions and things like that. And so my question to him was, were they there before? And so, cause if they were brand new, then I would like, let's go to the hospital right now. And he goes, oh no, he goes, last two mammograms, they were there. I said, how come nobody mentioned them to me? And why are they suddenly important now? Are there, are there more of them? You know, and um, I, he said, I go, they should have mentioned something. Don't you think that's a little bit negligent? And um, he just shut, turned the lights on, shut the things down. He goes, you need to talk to your OBGYN, <laughs> you know, and he got up and walked out of the room. And so I'm going, well, that's settled that one. But when I went in to have the biopsy done six months later to my OBGYN's dismay, I said to him, Hey, he said it's a non-event in England. So I'm just going on that. And I have so many things to do and it's in the duct. It usually doesn't go outside to the duct. Um, when I went to go have it done, I was sitting in a room because I had to repeat the mammogram part of it with all these women who had breast cancer, except for one, two, myself and this other woman. And so when I went in, you know, these women, you know, it was interesting because I asked them, I got to say, what do you do? What did they tell you anything to do for your food? Did they tell you what kind of foods to eat? Did they tell you like when to eat? Did they tell you how to prepare foods? You know, did they tell you anything about taking out toxins out of your system? And the answer was no, 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 no. And I said, you ladies need to find somebody who, and I'm talking all of them. And I'm sure if they heard me at the front desk, they wanted to be out of there real quick. Um, you know, to, you know, I go, you need to find somebody who can help you do that. And I wasn't doing what I do now because I'd be the perfect person if I was doing what I do now. Um, yeah. But the, you know, but I said, you've got to do something. I said to boost your immune system, you know, because, you know, all those diseases all have something in common, cancer, heart disease, you know, um, high blood pressure, they all have something in common, you know, it's called inflammation and inflammation comes from someplace. And if you can get rid of inflammation, you can have a lot better health and you can feel vibrant every day of your life. And I said, so I don't know what stage your cancer's in. And I really don't need, I don't need to know. And I said, but there's always something you can do, you know, and this woman goes, where have you been? <laughs> Just, you know, do you have cancer? And I said, no. And they go, why are you in this room? This is a waiting room for people. It's just like I got put there by accident. So I took it as God wanted me to open my mouth, yeah. you know, and this other woman was sweating to death, you know, and I said, you don't belong in here, you know, and the doctor came in and announced in front of everybody that she didn't have cancer. Wow. That made everyone feel really good. You know, made her feel really good, but everybody's going like, like, oh, good for you. But women are so good in community. They cheered her on. Yeah, wow. That was great, you know. And then, and so when you know, then I got pulled to the room to go do my biopsy, and they had, and um, and also I made them do a, an ultrasound. I think every woman when they go into a doctor's office, she get a baseline study for her breast on ultrasound because cancer looks different on that. Women should do thermograms because cancer looks different on thermograms. And it's just like, and if you have, and if you don't have a problem, when you do have a problem, there's a pattern to go back and look at, you know, then you can have a better diagnosis. And then you do a mammogram, a focal mammogram, that type of thing. You know, even with, you know, knowing where to start, like your health journey, it's important to identify those weak links and identify your strong links. So you know what you're working with. And so, you know, I can take this and I can run with it, but this needs attention. And if I don't pay attention to that pretty soon, my immune system is going to falter. 
but my immune system is going to falter. You know, that's when all hell breaks loose. And we've seen that last all last year, you know, for people who had weak immune systems and they're trying to get over a situation. So, I mean, really, I mean, so there's, you know, I've had a lot of, I haven't thought about that experience in probably like 10 years. You know, but I just thought, you know, go though you just said let it roll when I was letting it roll. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's important and everything you're saying is so right on and amazing that you were there at that time for those women, right? Because you planted seeds, regardless if they did anything at that point, right? And mm-hmm. it's right. Um, and you know, you had just said something that I think is uh pertinent to this conversation is you know, you're speaking about people, you know, you know, needing to take care of this, of the small things, if you will, like the little, yeah, I need to take care of this or it's going to get worse. Right. Right. But what I find, at least in my, my practice, and I'm sure you do too. I just want you to speak on this is that, um, like looking through your book, Mm-hmm. There are questions in there and I can't think of any of them off the top of my head, but maybe okay. some people wouldn't even think of uh, like opening, opening windows and closed rooms is a symptom, right? Maybe um, having huh. sneezing is a mm-hmm. symptom that keep that's a normal thing people do. So why is that a symptom? Right? So I'm just thinking that people have symptoms, but they don't realize they have them. Right. And, and I think it's so important to help people come to understand that, yeah, you, because you're eating greens and you get your veggies in and you drink eight glasses of water a day and you take a walk every day uh, and you're taking care of yourself that yet, because we have such a, we're so inundated with toxins in our, in our world. Like if people haven't been studying that stuff, they don't really know. They just think it's normal. Right. But we're inundated by toxins. We're inundated by uh, depletion of soils and our food is not gonna, I wish I could just tell patients, oh yeah, just eat more salads. You'll be fine. But can you expound on why that doesn't work? (laughs) Well, because, you know, one thing is, is that, you know, I had a woman who um, was in that same group and he said, you know, who, who said, called me up, she got my book and she called me up. She said, so what can you do for mild fibromyalgia? And I said, you didn't read the book. What can you do for what? I'm sorry. I missed that myofibralgia. And then she called me back up and said, what can you do for chronic fatigue? And I said, you didn't read the book, you know? And she said, well, you know, I should want, I want to know that before I do the book. And I said, why don't you read the book with an open mind? And then you can find out where your weakest link is. Did you read the cover? (laughs) The cover says, you know, why are you sick, fat, and tired? Find out now, discover your health's weakest and strongest links. And so she goes, all right, Pat. And so I didn't hear from her. And then she emailed me and said, this is my um, review of your book. And so what she said is Western medicine poorly lacks in the ability to diagnose anything because they are constantly putting air in a tire that has a hole in it. Mm. And so what happens is that people think that they're eating something really great and they're not. And so, you know, in the flat tire scenario, they don't know how to diagnose unless something is a full blown flat tire. Yeah. And you have a blowout. So, and there's, you know, on my thing that there's always something you could do. She was so amazed that she was, my doctors never asked me any of those questions ever. And so one, and so I thought it was like, I thought of her immediately when you asked the question, like, I don't remember what the question is, like throwing blankets off of yourself. People think, oh, that's just has to do with, you know, you know, night sweats, you know, and it could be because you're wearing too many clothes. It could be, you know, or it could be the room's too warm, you know, um, or if you're going to open the window, don't open the window unless you have, you know, like the temperature is like around 65, you know, because there's certain things that support sleep, certain things that don't support sleep. So addressing the idea of the questions, the questions pertain to each organ system and each organ system has got to work with the other organ systems like a Swiss watch in order for it to work perfectly. And so when one of the systems is out of whack, then it trails into other organ systems. It's not just like, if I don't eat well, then that just means my digestive system is an entity because that's how they ended up with like, you know, specialities, right? 
So if you go to someone who's a gastroenterologist, he hardly will ever talk to you about your heart or how gastroenterology actually is so integral to what happens to the heart. Because if you don't eat things well, if you don't take care of the foods that you eat, then you can't process them correctly. And when you can't process them correctly, it damages the lining in the gut. And if it damages the lining in the gut, then food escapes earlier. It has to go to the liver. The liver's got to try to detox it. And at some point in time, when it becomes overwhelmed, it stores them in blood, brain, bone, and fat. I don't know that's a good endpoint. The endpoint should be a toilet, you know? And so- People have, there's toxins everywhere. I mean, you have, you know, the air that you breathe, the water you drink, you know, the, you know, the um, fluids that they use on, you know, gardening, you know, the, your bark chips that you put by your, you know, plants. And that you got to ask what chemicals they sprayed it with. Like, oh, it gets rid of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes won't come here. Well, what chemical did you spray in it in order to do that? And am I going to be breathing it in? And if I breathe that in because it'll have heavy metals in it, heavy metals go very readily through the gut. And everybody who lives in the United States has had exposure to heavy metals. So if you look at that and they're very, you know, they're easy kind of to get rid of, but you, you've got to start like taking something that can get past the gut barrier. There's only one product I know that's a zeolite product that's water-based that can get through the gut barrier and like look at those type of like 28 different items that it can help extract so they can get rid of them so your body can be cleaner. So you've got to take a look at what the pattern is and you have to take a look like what's going on between the gut, the liver, you know, and, you know, I have a special um, questionnaire for if somebody's a candidate to do a detoxification, because a lot of people think they are, it's not a good idea to purge, you know, of the liver, the liver doesn't detox, it does the function of detox, you can't detox it. And if you do it, you're going to be sorry. Um, And so you have to take a look at all these organ systems and how they work, you know, there's someone goes, how come men only have, you know, like one line, and you might have noticed this, and women have six sections. Because the women's section in my book, that you know, just like chapter 10 is the last section. And so it depends upon whether or not you're premenopausal or you're postmenopausal. It depends upon, you know, what you're, if you're still cycling and there's, there's components into it that are important into how those answers factor back into a total and what part of those patterns relate to each other. You know, mm-hmm. I recently um, had a woman who had probably 16 um, high priorities, you know, and, um, I was sad because, you know, she was really so like, she totally got it, but she, you know, she had, um, ceilings that made her not be able to move forward, you know, to address her health concerns, you know, even in a very simplistic way. And so, um, and so I just said to her, like, you know, she goes, can, you know, like, how about if we, and I said, you know, I won't work with somebody unless I'm working with them for a minimum of three months. You can't learn everything in a month. And it took so many years to get to a certain position of where people are at then. And they don't even realize they're struggling because it became a new normal. I mean, you can see that in people who injure themselves and then they get up and they're going like, I'm okay. You know, and then, you know, like a couple years down the road, you know, they're kind of more hunched over or their shoulders are more turned in, you know, or the people who ask their families and friends for medical advice, like, you know, lately I've my, you know, I've been having a problem with my stomach, you know, and then they realize (laughs) that, you know, they're like, oh my God, this is a problem because, you know, it's just like a year later, I'm still having the same problem. You know, I now have spots on my face. You know, I'm 40 years old and I look like I am 60, you know, and you can see like, you know, where people have lines and, and what they do for it. You've got to like, you know, healing is an inside job and health is an inside job. You can't do it from outside in. And, you know, and people just don't understand that because no one ever taught them how to eat, how to cook, how to think. And thinking is the biggest one that is the undoer of what food, like say you fix your food you know, and you fix all the toxins here, like your house is completely green. There's no possibility of something possible toxic in your house, you know, and 
your thoughts are like you ruminate, you stay up all night long, you know, or you like toss and turn in bed all night long. It's just like you're, it's a constant, like on the hamster wheel and you're thinking, 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 rummaging, you know, and, you know, like learning how to turn that stuff off is so important to, you know, be able to be, you know, we have friends, you know, who you say like, wow, you didn't have a good night's sleep last night. They go, how can you tell? (laughs) It's like, well, number one, (laughs) your eyes, you know, the color of your skin, um, things like that. But it's, you know, so important to, you know, help people come into their own so that they can say like, hey, this is going on. What is it that I can do? Or what was it in my environment that I can change? Or what was it in my thoughts? Or what was that toxic person I really need to get rid of so that I can have a healthy life and move forward? You know, and that's, that's the part that people don't get the you know, and because they think that they're like, and women are always thinking kale chains, you know, or things are going to get better. And a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of women, whether in business or in health, that don't get that part of it, that they're part of the problem. And when they get that, they don't have to do stuff like that anymore. Their health changes completely. And by the way, those symptoms that people that don't, you know, I call it Grim Reaper syndrome of symptoms that people, um, don't pay attention to like even you know floaters in the eye which is someone like they're like it kind of like all of a sudden happen and you don't really pay attention to them you know and then all of a sudden you you've got them in Chinese medicine it's considered stagnation Mm. and the stagnation either comes from the liver or the kidney it depends upon what color it is you know so it's it's interesting to there's so many facets of that. We could talk about stuff like that for like hours. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah, and I think just to kind of summarize, and you can correct me if I don't have this completely on point here, but just to summarize for our ladies and our listeners, um, you know, it's it's really, it's number one, where we come from a, we've been taught as a culture to um, wait till we're really sick to do something about it because that's when you can actually get a diagnosis because you have a really flat tire. You don't just have a leak anymore, right? Mm-hmm. The leak has been happening for a long time in multiple different ways that we're not taught to, to recognize as symptoms of something that could become a larger problem. Mm-hmm. And so we just go about our day thinking, oh, you know, whatever, just blowing it off or even thinking, oh, I'm just getting a little older. That's normal, (laughs) you know, and then we don't address it. And then we're really sick and we wonder why, oh, I've got one autoimmune and I probably have two or three of them because that's what happens to people, right? And this autoimmune condition or whatever condition, right? Mm -hmm. Has been, has been actually being cultivated over decades likely. And, uh, and now, now with this new turning of, of, of understanding about health from a functional medicine perspective, um, we can begin to uh, address our body and optimize our systems so that they work together in harmony so that we don't have to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, knowledge is powerful, but it's only powerful. And I say this in the book. And so did um, Dr. Um, Tom um, O'Brien. Um, and I agree with him. It's just like knowledge is only powerful when you know how to stack it and you know how to put it in its proper place. So I know this. So what do I do with it? What's my next step? I know this. Now, what do I do? You know, and so in a lot of people, you know, there's so many people who have a hard time just um, asking for help. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just I've like, been there. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, oh, I can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't need I don't need anybody's help for that. You know, now I just like, I need a man. I'm not changing my tire. (laughs) You know, I need, if I don't know something, I try to find the right person to ask, but asking the right question to the right person will give you the right answer. If you ask the right question to the wrong person, you're, they're going to look at you like you have green ears and stuff going out of your head. You're just not on the same page, but asking the right question to the right physician or the right counselor or the right coach so that you get the answer that you can take with that and go like that have that aha moment go like oh yeah I know what that is you know and then it just like bang it makes tons of sense and you can move forward and then you like move forward you have that freedom you're in your vortex Mm -hmm. 
you know, you're in your groove, you know, you're in your vibe, you know, and things start to, you know, like gel together a lot easier. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've been taught at least the older generations. I don't know that we're taught that in the younger generations now, but, uh, you know, it's, you, your doctor is God, right? So if your doctor says something, then you just say, it. you may be asking him the right questions or her the right question and you're getting an answer. But if you're not having a, something that lands and your inner yes is like lit up and like, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. And I'm with you on that. And I agree full, like a hundred percent of my body and my soul is like, yes, on board with that. Then keep asking the same question of other people outside the medical field. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think the medical field is great. And especially if we're in crisis, right? Like if we've mm-hmm. got an arm or have a heart attack, heck yeah, I want to be right here, but otherwise yeah. it's not a healthcare system, right? So if we're really looking at evolving and optimizing our health and our well-being and allowing ourselves to age gracefully and actually have more vitality as we age, then we have to look at all of our systems as a harmonizing unit and, and, and address accordingly. And it sounds like exactly what you're doing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and um, I post every once in a while, I repost, I never lose this post, um, is that women who heal themselves have the ability to heal those behind them, mm-hmm. have the heal to uh, heal those before them and heal those around them. Mm-hmm. And then that community has always connected to another community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, there's that, um, you know, I'm always like, I'm, I'm, always interested in women's retreats. I'm interested in being around women who think the same way, who want, you know, like I want to be healthy and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there, you know, and I go and do it, you know, and stay consistent with it because it's so easy for any of us to fall off the wagon, you know, and, you know, and it's just like, and then suddenly you realize like, oh my God, I've been eating pizza once a week for the last eight weeks during COVID you know, because it's easy, you know, and you're thinking, and you're thinking, oh, this can't last that long. (laughs) I know, 30 pounds later. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, and then then people, like when you're going to walk, you know, people like, oh, like, you know, ask, I remember asking a friend um, in Mass, I said, well, why don't we meet and go for a walk? And she's going like, is that safe? And I said, you're outside for Christ's sakes, and you're both walking in the same direction you know, and I said, how is that? I go, and you're six feet, you can be six feet apart. You can be 12 if you want to, as long as you use a speakerphone, (laughs) you know, and wear, you know, but you know, you want to wear a mask, go for it. I said, I think fresh air is so important, you know, to, you know, your breathing, you know, is that you can't, you know, it's, there's so many toxic things that are associated with what we're doing these days, but um, that's a whole nother show, (laughs) Um, you know, and it's also, you know, it's just like you people, you know, I think women should, you know, like um, that there's no shoulds for women, by the way, and there's never saying you're sorry, but I think it would be nice for women to come from a base of knowledge, you know, so that when somebody asks them, this is what I'm doing. Why are you doing this? Because it feels great to me. I've done the research in the story, you know, and it's just like, I'm not talking to you about it, you know, because that, you know, there's always some naysayer, you know, um, you know, or all those people on uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, but uh, New Year's Day, I've usually put a post out and then you've done the same one. People have got to be sick of it, but it's this person going on with like a new mission, you know, and you have, you know, the family, the friends, you know, the naysayers, the people who the one well-wisher, you know, going towards your goal and your dream, you know, and it's just like, you know, uh, New Year's Day is so important to me to take as a sanctuary day for at least a couple hours to go like, what is it that I want my health to be look like? You know, I always say my book's the perfect book to have on your shelf because you can always go to it, you know, three months later, like, oh, I want to check in to see how I'm doing now. Like I did something to fix this problem now or a problem or a situation. And um, now I think like, I want to see how well I did with that. You know, because sometimes when we start to balance out our organ system, something else pops up 
that's really yeah. working below the surface, you know, and you want to get like, you know, you want all those, you know, you don't want high priorities, which are your weakest links. You want your low priorities, you know, and then you can foster those being better. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Um, this has just been an awesome opportunity to have this conversation with you. So thanks for being here. I, I'm just wondering if you have a few thoughts before we close, if there's anything you'd like to share or let our listeners know about your book, how to get it. Oh, well, for instance, my book, how to get it. Amazon's a good choice, you know, or Barnes and Noble. Um, it's, you know, if you look it up, there's other internet sources, but I highly recommend the book over the uh, digital version. And um, so that's one way to get it. Um, people can be in touch with me um, on my website, which is healthteamnetwork.com. And they, on there, they can take time to grab um, a 30-minute session with me for a strategy session. Um, if you get the book, you're entitled to a 30-minute session with me also. It's a different scheduling link. So if you're, if you're really smart, you know, like you can take both those links and put them together, you know, and give yourself an hour of my time um, because I keep my promises. And um, so that's one thing. Um, I would love to see women do something. Like one of my goals in 2021 uh, is to help women to stop saying they're sorry. Mm -hmm. And because they give their power away when they do that. And, you know, sometimes you have to say it. Sometimes it's like, you know, but you just, it's like we say it, women tendency has to say it like so many times that it loses its like flavor. Yeah. And so I always tell women when, you know, if I'm covering for a doctor in their office, you know, and I'm hearing that repetitively, I'm going, stop what are you sorry for? You know, I said, can you move to the end of the table? You know, I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you sorry for? Cause you didn't move to the end of the table. Just fix it. You know, and just like, just say, okay, doctor, you know, and it's just like, instead of saying, I'm sorry, you know, something happens, you know, it's just like, Brandy, we have a fight. It's just like, you know, like, instead of saying, I'm sorry, like, Hey, Brandy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had a miscommunication. What can we do to fix it? That's yeah. a better way to say that, you know, and so the, you know, and I just think I would love to help women more with their communication so they can have that sound base from that point of view and they can go forward with that. So, and like in almost any situation, you know, but I, that's like one of my things I would really like to see women take more and have, because it will give them, it will return the power from within, you know, into the spiritual part of a woman's soul to be able to speak from a voice of authority and, um, and then just say it, Yeah, you know, and, you know, just like, don't, you don't have to mention your words, just say it, you know, and, um, you know, that's another thing. And I would like to see women be a lot healthier. You know, mm -hmm. they take care of everybody else and they never take care of themselves. It drives me crazy. And so that's one thing that I'm on a mission to help, especially female executives and entrepreneurs get more out of their day so that they can focus on having that, you know, um, me time that they need within the day and at the end of the day. So they're not depleted. So they have something left over for their families and their friends that matter. You know, that leads to better mentality, at least a better productivity. It gives them, you know, downtime. And, you know, I, I asked a woman in a market research thing that I did, I said, so tell me what was your biggest challenge being a mom in, in your being, you know, in business? And she said, at 2.45 every day when I worked, I looked at the clock, like clockwork. And I said, what nutritious meal am I going to feed my kids? And that pulled me right out of business right into, because she was a single mom. Mm. And she said, and I, she said, she said, I bet you, she ended up being the vice president of this company. I bet you, she said, men never think about that at 2.45 in the afternoon. And every man I've ever asked never says, oh yeah, that's top priority. 2.45, I have an alert go off, you know, that type of thing. But she said, and then the other thing was the struggle was getting, leaving work and your boss wanted you to do one extra thing and then having that downtime so that I can go from being this executive to being just a mom, you know, so that when I got home said, if I had a really lousy day, I could just like, and I have to pretend, go, so how was school? 
you know, and like, like, what'd you do? Who'd you talk to? You know, that type of thing. And when I, then the inside of me, I need more than just a bath. I need a whole spa day, (laughs) you know, and I, and I can't do it because I want my kids to see me as being strong, you know, and, you know, keep taking care of them. And so she says, those are the things that she struggled the most with in her, you know, when on her drive going up that executive ladder, you know, and then when she got there, it was like, it was easy, you know, to, to organize food for the week, you know, the, having somebody to come in and support her in her house when she's doing it. And so as long as you got money, that's really great. Um, and have that access. But with COVID being hit, we all ended up staying home. You know, I can't tell you how many Zoom calls I've had that, animals aren't a problem it's the kids <laughs> it's like you know with, oh, kids, no. with, the, with the kids running through the, like the background you know like this and you could see whoever I was talking to very uncomfortable going get out of the room get out of the room oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I wish I could say that to my cat and have <laughs> <laughs> no but you know my dog's not up here right now my dog's downstairs with my dog's up here I'm sure he would make sure he was into the water bowl you know, with his collar clanging, 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 you know, because they just have that sense of like, wait, I want to be included too. who you're talking to, you know, kind of thing. So those are things that, you know, um, you know, and I also like women, it's like, you're not, you know, I think there's a misconception about being alone or being lonely, you know, and it's just like, I just like, there's always like, oh, you're never alone, you know, and I said, well, you're alone in your thoughts, but you have to be able to be, um, to sit with yourself, you know, because when you have everything else going on, the radio, TV, whatever, you know, you never have enough time to really be concentric, you know, and say like, you know, okay, so what's really bothering me today? Or is something bothering, or maybe nothing's bothering me today. Let's go out and Yahoo dance. (laughs) It does, you know, because, and then you have, you know, and then having those really, um, like, girl outings, you know, that make things that, you know, so you laugh, your, you know, I always had a girlfriend, so let's meet. And so that we can go laugh our butts off. <laughs> and so Hi. I wish it was that easy. Um, and so, but it, you know, those are things that, you know, I really want to have women just have much more cohesiveness, you know, and have that foundation that, you know, like, you know, t- like, take a look at where's the crack, fix the crack it's not, it could be simpler to do it by putting paste on it, but simply doesn't necessarily mean that it is um, easy and, but it is doable. And that, so, you know, I love all my women friends and I love, you know, I love supporting women in business. I love supporting women in health and I love doing these podcasts because it gives me an opportunity to speak out um, and share my information, um, especially with women um, so that they can get, they have something that they can hand on to and they can say like, oh, and I'm accessible. So you can call me. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I know where I can find her, you know? And so you, sometimes you see people and you know, you can't reach them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that's important for like women because, you know, and some, you know, understanding what you need and what I need and what's similar to that and being able to feed that and what's different going like, oh, Brandy, I can do that. You know, I can help you with that. Like, what, like, you know, what are you struggling with? Why, you know, and then get being able to get beyond that so that you can be the best person you possibly can be. And you can go like, well, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right? Awesome. Awesome. So I will put a link to your uh, website and your LinkedIn and your mm-hmm. email and all that will be, and how I think a link to your book. I think I have that to put on there, but that will all be in the show notes. Yeah. So if you- yeah. And also just mention in the show notes, I'm going to be having a course um, that I'm going to be repeating again shortly, an online course called Stronger Than Medicine. We talked about it in the very beginning. So your listeners, if any, it's a six week course, if, um, and it's called Stronger Than Medicine, and it's really directed to a busy professional entrepreneur, like not entrepreneur, busy professional entrepreneur woman who wants to get more out of her day, have more balance and needs to focus on her health. And this is what go back to basics, you know. It won't just put the plaster in, it will fix the, it'll fix the crack. And then you can get past that and you can go do your life. Love it. How beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wonderful. Well, you know, um, thank you for being here and uh, I'm sure we'll have continued conversations in the future and uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hakey ladies are being here. And uh, if you have any questions, you'll have every opportunity to reach out to Dr. B here. And uh, yeah, may you all be well. Hey, I just want to give you a quick reminder. If you're looking to reduce your brain fog, fatigue, and uh, excess weight, <laughs> check out that link below for the Uplevel Your Health VIP program, especially if you've been thinking about working with a functional health practitioner, but it's just a little bit too expensive. You're going to love this group coaching program. Like you're going to get my personalized attention. You're going to get a personalized approach to your care. And you're going to get a community of women who are doing this with you, are there for you, supporting you, cheering you on, and holding you accountable so that you can actually have lasting change in your well-being strategy. All right, click the link below, check out Up Level Your Health VIP program, and I look forward to seeing you there, mama. Mwah. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.